0: Today on Women of Color Talk Biz, Episode 9 with Jenny Chang.
1: Finding time to dedicate and invest in yourself really builds confidence and joy in your professional and personal life.
0: Jenny Chang has over 18 years of experience in the US, Europe and Asia as a hiring manager. Then she became a recruiter and people leader. She's placed careerist in product marketing, communications, branding, and business development for companies like Microsoft and Facebook. Now she's an HR recruiter for Zillow Group and continues to be a career coach for clients as a multi-hyphenate. Today's topic is how women of color careerists can override barriers to their goals. She'll cover three reasons why women of color stop taking action on their goals how to source career growth information, affordable career coaching sources for groups and one-on-ones, and actionable mindsets for careers that tie in your value. Let's welcome Ginny Chang. Welcome Ginny Chang.
1: Great, well, thank you for having me. And first of all, congratulations on your new podcast. I think, you know, I'm just excited when women are just going for it and really, uh, you know, sharing their voices, even through, you know, other people as guests. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, It's quite, I guess it's actually quite common to learn that many people like me actually fell into recruiting. So I'm not an exception. Although um, I did have two career pivots first. Uh, I started my career in public relations. Mm And then migrated to product marketing before landing in recruitment and career coaching, which has been my longest stint so far. Um, what has kept me specifically in the space is knowing the desire to match people with their dream jobs. And the other area is to scratch the surface, beyond the scratching the surface, to ensure equitable interview process and in pay.
0: All the things I care about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, So you mentioned that you speak frequently about getting to the core of why careerists do not take on specific goals. Can you tell me, especially for women of color, um, what are the typical barriers that they have to overcome?
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, um, in career coaching, I do this actually as what some people reference it as a side hustle Mm -hmm. or a side passion project. Um, 75% of my clients are women many BIPOC professionals that ranges from early new grads to those with 20 plus years of experience and maybe looking for their next adventure. So Mm -hmm. to answer your question, whether you are an explorer at heart or more risk adverse, I think it's likely stemmed from your upbringing or your exposure up until this moment. Not only from the experience, but the people that came as part of that journey. They might have inspired them or created doubts for them. It could be their teachers, managers, mentors, parents. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'll use myself as an example. I was brought up in a fairly traditional immigrant family. The focus was getting good education and simply working hard. We had extracurricular activities, but it was nice side habits. Your calling was going to come naturally for you, and you were going to follow a path that supposedly led to career satisfaction to the end. And hopefully, we as kids pick a path that will be stable and can pay back the student loan. That was my upbringing. Mm -hmm. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. But perhaps along the way, when opportunities arise to counter those traditions, that's where the fun begins. And I probably did that in my later 20s, where prior to that, I was talking myself out of those comfort zone or out Mm -hmm. of those experiences because I thought, you know, I already had one path. So mm-hmm. I think this is the exciting part is when, when people start to pivot mm-hmm. and start to think of like new possibilities for their career paths.
0: So you veered off from what your family raised you to believe, which actually mm-hmm. in some ways sounds Sound very familiar. familiar. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but what, so w- when did you, when did you realize that it was it was time to veer off from that. What was mm-hmm. like, cause sometimes you hear that little voice in the back of your, yes. of your mind and you don't, you don't pay attention to it. And then you no, spend, you, don't. you spend all this time going up, you know, the wrong <laughs> route. And you, then you realize, oh my God, I've been doing what my parents wanted me to do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, luckily I, I probably, some of the things I did choose
1: were my parents thought, oh my God, I hope she doesn't pick something like to become an artist because she's really not that good. Mm. Or I used to play the violin. I was not that good. Luckily, my passion was in a little bit of business, a little bit of international business, actually. And so when I was in college, I think that's when my first curiosity came was most people have a couple internships, right? Get the mm-hmm. get it on their resume so it looks good when you apply for that full-time job. What I did was I did about six internships. And at the time, my dad said to me, you're kind of a rolling stone. You just don't know what you want. And I actually took it to heart, but I still did it. And now I look back and I'm so glad I did that because what was happening was I was actually weeding out things that I realized I would never want to do. Mm. So for example, I was in communications, that was my bachelor's, and that included PR, advertising, media, like journalism. And I discovered that my interest wasn't in advertising or advertising account management or sales, nor was I, you know, wanting to be the next at the time, you know, Connie Chung, the anchor that Mm -hmm. everyone kind of uh, looked up to as an Asian American. So I think that's started, but I didn't know that's what I was doing. I thought I was just being a rebel, right? With Mm -hmm. my, with my parents and -hmm. kind of driving them crazy of not really picking exactly what I wanted to do like for the rest of my life.
0: Wow. So you gave yourself the opportunity to have those experiences in different places with different roles or people around you. And that, yeah, I could see the weeding happening there. (laughs) Right. And to
1: be fair, I did pick ones that either paid, like a subsidized, or Mm -hmm. um, actually, you know, a paid internship. So Mm -hmm. I definitely was there to learn too. But it also helped that, you know, I was Mm -hmm. earning money on the side.
0: When you are uh, helping clients uh, through their career decisions, what what are the blocks, hurdles, things that come up again and again? is there something unique that you find? I think we just tapped on it um, briefly here, but are there some things unique for people of color, for women of color?
1: Yeah. I I don't know if it's specifically women of color, but I think Mm -hmm. if you think back to when you were super young, what did your parents usually ask you? Even as a joke, right? Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like you, you might be running around with a princess outfit or you might be running around driving a, you know, a fire truck. And that's mm-hmm. when they would ask you these questions. And as you get older, that question is like imprint in your head, like you need to decide just one thing. So my suggestion often is what if you change that mindset and not just ask your kids now, but even ask yourself now, what would you like to learn when you grow up? Mm -hmm. And then that opens up all the possibilities because likely you will want to learn many, many things and discover new um, strengths of yours and and new passion, for example.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good way to just (laughs) kind of leapfrog Mm -hmm. over all the issues that might be there. And -hmm. then there's the fear aspect, right? It's that uncomfortable feeling that you get sometimes when there's an opportunity and you're kind of on the fence or maybe you're you're scared to go towards it but it's yeah yeah they say I mean I hear professional a lot of professional people say or even in all industries you know go towards that and see what that's about
1: I brought up passion but I don't often tell people follow your passion because that's assuming you already know what that is that's assuming you've experienced every single career path or you've you know learned more about yourself to discover how your you know skills and uh, life training has you know changed over the years So I would say you actually just want to start exploring and then that's when you might discover mm-hmm. what you're passionate about
0: okay so the next one um, so what would you recommend for women who don't have time to dedicate to themselves? For their career focus to grow, to get a career coach, or maybe mm-hmm. they just don't have the budget to invest in themselves right at the moment, in yeah. time of pandemic.
1: Yes, yeah. yeah, you're right, especially right now. Um, I would say the first thing, well, again, going back to the mindset, finding time to dedicate and invest in yourself really builds confidence and joy in your professional and personal life. Because first of all, you can't separate them, right? So if you have had, if you're having a really tough personal life, it's going to affect your decision about professionally or, or your career choices or decisions, you know, related to your career journey. Mm-hmm. So um, it's the same concept of it's the oxygen mask that you need to put on yourself before helping others. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is true whether you're working a nine to five plus, it's never nine to five these days, Um, or if you're a people manager, or even if you decided to be an entrepreneur, right? So I think taking care of yourself, understanding that it's not selfish is the most important thing. Now, to answer your question specifically, there are so many free information and resources out there.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: For example, as a career coach with Career Contessa, which is a site dedicated to women's career journey, there are articles, free templates, webinars on topic that wasn't really taught in college, right, mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. like how to design your career, how to change your outlook, how to understand where your strengths are. Um, and uh, if you're lucky, many companies that you're with now are starting to invest in their employees more than ever because, you know, retention is a key part of their um. Their priorities, including keeping, uh, retaining uh, people of color. Mm-hmm. So some some companies are starting to include uh, sponsored coaching sessions for their companies, uh, maybe at a certain level, but still they they might offer that. And of course, there's lots of learning and development resources that people are um, have the ability to access to, and all those are free. If you ever decide to go into career coaching. I know sometimes the commitment or even the finance might scare you. There's the, there's one kind of um, career coaching, which is more than a group setting. So it's like a group or peer coaching uh, formula where the cost is minimal and you get to lean on each other like your peers. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the coach, but you're actually learning from um, perhaps, let's say, a women's group, uh, other women as they climb the different corporate ladder Um Mm -hmm. one to look at. Now, if you're ever ready for a one-on-one engagement, instead of like spending nearly a thousand or more on your first go, you can speak to um, a career contestant coach, for example, on an average of 99 to no more than 200 a session to prioritize your objectives. Mm -hmm. So many of your needs can be covered in just one to two sessions. Mm -hmm. And um, if you have enough actionable steps that's really what you need is right? Like that motivation and um, maybe a little path and direction. And I personally would help anyone mm-hmm. uh, to discover that potential match because it mm-hmm. may not be me, but there's definitely others out there mm-hmm. that may complement you better
0: and then I have a friend whose benefits um, mm-hmm. she spent a career in benefits. Um, she mentioned also the option of people who take a cut from the company that they're placing. The client, their client, at as opposed to taking the cut from the actual client, you know, individual. Mm. Have you heard of that or is that just like a really old school thing?
1: I've heard more of the companies partnering up with a company that's focused on career coaching or some type of coaching. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes career coaching isn't just career coaching, it's like how to navigate, uh, you know, a the career path, not necessarily your specific career, but maybe it's people related or team related. So um, I hear more about companies investing that partnership because it's long term, it's consistent. Mm -hmm. And also they can get data, right? They can data, Mm -hmm. they can learn who are actually using those services, who's finding um, it helpful, Mm -hmm. who's actually taking advantage of that and then implementing in their everyday career. So there's Mm -hmm. more data to be gathered when they approach it that way.
0: Yeah, I only know one career coach who does placement like that, but she places for C-suite executives.
1: Well, uh, not that I'm plugging Bravely, but Bravely is a partner with Zillow, for example. Mm -hmm. And our employees um, have the ability to connect with coaches over there confidentially uh, mm-hmm. to talk about career career related topics.
0: Mm-hmm. So what companies that are you seeing that are supporting the like sponsor aspect or yeah. some of the things you just mentioned?
1: Um I haven't done a lot of research on it. What I am seeing is fairly established companies. My old company Facebook does this. I believe there are others. I just don't want to misquote them, but essentially any company who's thinking about retention thinking about internal bil- uh, internal mobility or how to grow someone in a impactful long term mm-hmm. those are the t- type of companies and I think if you are a if you're looking for a job those are fair questions to ask like what are some investments they're doing including benefits they're doing for people of color or just you know employees in general
0: okay some good things to think about and yeah
1: if you're include looking on
0: the interviews mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so after years of dealing with this topic of career coaching, what are the typical reasons women don't reach their goals and act on them?
1: Maybe it's not so much that they don't reach their goals, but it definitely gives them a little pause. And these are usually these three areas that women of color or just women in general would come to me uh, to talk through. So for the first one is um, a lack of gender equity from pay to recognition to their work. They're often asking, Are they being too sensitive? Are they, uh, they're wondering that perhaps um, they're thinking too much of it. Mm-hmm. And more often, from women of color, uh, is really in the mid to upper level. Um, because in university recruiting, they seem to have over the years created some great equitable point of entry mm-hmm. because, you know, everyone's finishing school perhaps, and there's usually like a really set range. But as, um, as women kind of work, uh, move through the ranks, uh, some of them experience lack of opportunities or maybe they're not asking, you know, for more of those opportunities. They often feel like they need to be a team player, which is often feels like a code word for being more likable. And sometimes the soft skills like traditionally associated with women, like empathy and vulnerability, they weren't seen as vital as hard skills. They seem to be like nice to have, you know, EQ skills. So we, that's one area that that women of color tend to talk to me about. The second one is being the minority or being the only person of color at the table. So overcoming different diversity of thoughts, finding true allies at work, feeling supported, you know, and for this one, I actually will encourage them to find other Uh, people of color, professional organizations, so they know they're not alone, whether that's internal or external. The third one is once they get to a place of comfort or leadership, uh, the burden they feel needing to be like the best or not having the luxury to fail or just be mediocre. So now that's more psychological because maybe no one's told them you're just being mediocre, but their feeling is there seems to be more like a microscope, you know, with them. Mm-hmm. And they can feel lonely and the pressure can be overwhelming. And they sometimes they have to assimilate even a bit more than they'd like, which is, in my mind, opposite of the call of these days to bring your authentic, um, you know, self to work. Mm-hmm.
0: So those mm-hmm.
1: are the three most common topics mm-hmm. women of color reach out to me for.
0: Have you yourself ever been in, in any of those situations?
1: Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would say it's, it's kind of like... um The feeling of confidence, you can have ups and downs, peaks and valleys, uh, but it's knowing that you can always, you know, get over it, but knowing that it could always come up again. So anytime you have, right, a new job, new team, new experiences, that's going to be, you know, that will come back to you. Um, But the trick is like how, if we know that they're all going to come back, you know, it's, it's finding ways, again, this mindset to know. Yes, those are going to happen, but here's how I'm going to tackle it. Or another way to look at it, you know, our favorite Brene Brown, you know, is how do we make sure the story we tell ourselves in our head doesn't, you know, paralyze us? Because sometimes they're just often scarier than the reality.
0: For that specifically, like I just heard an idea um, recently about journaling Mm -hmm. you know, to, to really look at those, those thoughts that are holding us back um, and replacing it with something more positive, Mm -hmm. something that's more compassionate to yourself. Um, Do you, what would you be recommending to people?
1: Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm a terrible journal (laughs) list. So I'll be Mm -hmm. the first person to say, I don't necessarily, that's not something for me, but I have help some women overcome some of these barriers um, by by these following suggestions, which is the first one, learn about yourself and your values again and again. And the reason why is if you're not able to say what you stand for, what you're looking for, nobody else is really going to do that for you. Not your manager, not your skip level. So yeah, you will have to own sort of the experience you're looking for and even ask for it. Mm -hmm. Um, so that includes knowing your strengths and area opportunities so some people might want to try to improve uh, their weaknesses but others decide you know what if I'm really good at one particular thing I'm going to make sure my manager or someone knows that that's an area I will shine and anytime there's a project related to those with the ability to use those strengths please think of me knowing what you love and don't love to do because you could be spectacular with, let's say spreadsheets, with uh, data. But if you don't love to do that, like why would you go there? So you don't have to do something that you're good at. Since we're constant learners, knowing like what type of learning style works best for you so that you can continue to grow. And then because we're always pivoting, practice the ability to identify your own transferable skills. If you ever decide to change jobs or change profession, that's the best way to talk about yourself.
0: Yeah, so you would say like I did these transferable skills at this job or in this industry, but this is how I could use it here with yeah. your company.
1: I'll give you a tool, well, I won't say it here, but I'll give it to you so that you can post it to mm-hmm. include, uh, which is basically a site where they take your all your current resume, your current resume and its skills, and then basically using AI, it'll spit out um, other roles that you might be really great at for your
0: future. <laughs> yeah. So what is, I mean, you can tell us what the Oh, I can
1: is. tell. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's under, it's it's actually under jobscan.co, jobsca Co. But mm-hmm. you'll have to search, you know, something within the actual uh, site to go for career changes.
0: Wonderful mm-hmm. tip. Thank you. And do you include motivational methods to help women overcome more, I guess, motivational, inspirational type of things? Yeah, The
1: the way I look at it, every single career journey is going to be so different. The difference is how do we, uh, the people who choose to ignore the rules or the belief system that's already been imprinted in all of us as we grow up. For example, who says career choices is about completing one before starting to explore another? Additional motivational methods that um, I helped some of my clients is uh, find ways on how they can help ignore or the current belief system that's been imprinted in all of us. Like um, other motivational methods that have worked with some of my clients is as we talk through how to ignore rules or the belief system uh, that's been imprinted in all of us growing up. Uh, for example, who says uh, you know career choice is about completing one uh, until you're miserable before you have to start to explore another one? Why can't you do things simultaneously? Why can't you be multi-passionate, right? Who says taking time off mid-career is too risky to support a loved one or to raise your kids? Like, why is it that you know all the skills we had before we took those time off can still be very transferable? Finally, who says that you can't rebrand yourself, right? As Mm -hmm. you continue to grow. So, your area of weakness might be something you really work on. So, for example, I used to be super afraid of public speaking. I still am. I still get the butterflies, right? But I know that's an area in order for me to like continue to grow and get my message out. I have to conquer some of that. I have to like at least you know, be okay in doing that. So you can rebrand yourself. All those things that you didn't think you were good at or you had fear of. I mean, did you ever think you were just going to do a podcast?
0: Mm, Probably not, right?
1: (laughs) It wasn't like you grew up and go, I just really want to do a podcast. No, you found a passion. You wanted to find a voice and you rebranded yourself not only as a digital marketing specialist, but also in the podcast and in communication that's um, some of the motivational things is like finding actionable steps for people to, you know, start, you got to start somewhere. And it's mm-hmm. usually the fear that prevents us from just even starting. Cool. And, you know, as a career coach, um, you know, I think people forget that I still need groups to continue to grow, to keep my years on the ground, mm-hmm. uh, to have peer coaching or, you know, any of those things. And I'm currently uh, part of a group with own trail And they do cohorts of about a team of between seven to 10 women. And um, we go through several weeks on, you know, identifying. We talk mostly about the career stuff, but also think about how we integrate our, you know, personal uh, beliefs and personal life, just how to make everything work. So we're there to Mm -hmm. support each other, to encourage each other. So even I find even as a career coach, it can be lonely, right? Even Mm -hmm. as a career coach, you still need to understand where people are coming from. Um, So that's an example where I'm still growing um, in that respect.
0: Oh, that's wonderful to hear. Yeah. I don't usually hear career coaches say what their sources of growth and information are coming from.
1: Yes. And I learn a lot from my clients. Don't tell them that. No, just kidding. (laughs) the last thing I'll probably say in terms of motivation is a lot of people think about why they're currently not happy or not growing in their current job or situation. And they just want to run away from it. Like there's a sense of like, I just need to get away from it, but like not actually sitting down to make sure you're running towards for any solution or any next step, you know, are you making sure you're finding the right one? or know that grass isn't always greener on the other side, maybe a new company, you know, or new job, like, this is not about risk adverse. In this case, it's more about just making sure what you're running towards is going to elevate you in your next experience.
0: Mm -hmm. Which takes a lot of self assessment. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so that's that concludes our session. Thank you, Jenny, for thank coming you. on and sharing your wealth of knowledge. Um I just I I love the way your brain thinks. You just get to the core and right away. And uh it's so helpful for all the, for me and all the listeners. So thank you. Thank you
1: for having me again.
0: Yeah. And please uh where can people find you? Uh, do you want to tell us about you know any anything upcoming that you're participating with anything at all? <laughs>
1: um I probably have lots of things still cooking, um, but I would say for all of you that are thinking about just general career thing, like maybe you're thinking, okay, it's 2021, I got to make some goals. Well, um, I would say going on Career Contessa and just exploring this like they're your personal website. Like like utilize all their free free resources, and then you maybe through that you'll discover some things you didn't even realize you really cared about, or maybe something you really have been looking for, and um, and it shouldn't be a just a dream job because in my mind every job you are doing now you should treat it like it's a dream job because you'll show up differently. Um, you know, it's amazing when you're like committed to something like that and your energy is different. Um, the way your, how you show up for your team and, uh, the people around you is also different. So mm-hmm. that kind of helps you. So maybe you don't really have your dream job right now, but treat it like it's one, and then I'll get you closer to the mm-hmm. next one. Mm-hmm. So the best way to reach me are two ways. Uh, you can reach me on LinkedIn and uh, the name uh, is under Jenny Chang, G-I-N-N-Y-C-H-E-N-G, one word. Or you can continue to follow me on Instagram at Ask Coach Jenny. I hope to connect with you guys in, on either platform.
0: To learn more about Jenny Chang, you can also say hello to her through LinkedIn under her name Jenny G-I-N-N-Y Chang C-H-E-N-G, or on Instagram at. Ask Coach Jenny. If you found true value in the show, we would really appreciate it if you helped pay it forward by sharing the show with a friend or head over to Apple Podcast and leave a review. To be added to our upcoming community group and newsletter or to send in questions that you would like to hear on the show, email me at monica at walktalk.biz or fill out a quick form on the site www.walktalk.biz that's W O C talk.biz. I can also take requests to be a guest on the show. We're grateful for your listenership. Tune in next week for another gem on diversity, work, and living out your vision. Thank you so much for listening today.